The Heritage of Athletics. Welcome to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Around the Rings editor, Ed Hula. The history of athletics and the IAAF is on display in Ostrava in the Czech Republic. The exhibition is the latest project of IAAF Heritage, a new wing of the Federation created to bring the story of the sport to the public. Tied in with the coming of the IAAF Continental Cup in Ostrava in September, the exhibition will be on display at a popular shopping center through the event 100 days from now. The exhibition contains 200 items, ranging from the ancient Olympic Games to the present. Part of the show includes artifacts from the Continental Cup that will be held in Ostrava. The first edition was held in 1977. IAAF Council Member Sylvia Barlog is representing President Sebastian Coe this week in Ostrava, and she is our guest for this edition of ATR Radio. Barlog has been an IAAF Council member since 2011. She is an Olympian in modern pentathlon at the 1980 Moscow Games. Her best event, the high jump, and she was national champion for the Netherlands in 1981. Since her sporting days, Sylvia Barlog has made a career as a physicist, and she's maybe the first from that profession to join us on Around the Rings Radio. Welcome, Sylvia Barlag. Thank you. And indeed, you are the first uh, physicist to, to join us. Uh, professionally, has that helped you uh, give a, a vision or some sense about being a, a sports administrator, someone setting policy for the IAAF? Has it been helpful to have a, a scientific background? Um, I do believe so, but of course it's not up to me to to say something like that. I'm I'm convinced that it does give something extra. And right now, the IWF, for example, is involved in the push for clean air, reducing plastics pollution, uh, things like that. There that are very serious issues involving science. Yes, they do, and that's exactly where I have some experience because I used to work for 16 years in the National Met Office of the Netherlands, um, and I was actually looking into uh, air pollution or air contamination um, by by means of satellite uh, observation. So it was re- it's it's really close to my heart. And how does this impact sport? I mean, I guess if you think about it enough, it is obvious how it affect sport. But why should the IAAF and sport organizations and athletes care about these issues? Well, I think everyone should care about it, that's for a start. Um, it, it does affect the health of, of everyone in the world, and, uh, and I now know that it's about 7 million people around the world that die every year from, from air pollution and the effects of it. So that, that's for a start, so everyone should be interested in it. But if you think uh, about athletics, if you if you think about sport in the broad sense, but especially about athletics and then the running, um, clean air is so hugely important to be able to perform and not to be to become ill or to be hampered by by polluted air. And Haile Gebrselassie is involved with the IWF in this campaign for 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 clean air. Why is it important to have athletes speaking out on this in particular? Um, well, as you can imagine, um, 
you you said I was an Olympian, but nobody remembers that. However, everyone everyone knows Haile Gabriel Selassie, everyone knows Paula Radcliffe, and everyone would know maybe some high-profile athletes in, in your country. And they are really our ambassadors. They have the power to reach the audience and to tell that story and to say how important it is. You were in Ostrava uh, helping promote the IWF Heritage Project that's there right now. Uh, how is Ostrava? What's the exhibition look like? Well, it's, it's a, quite nice. It's indeed in a shopping mall, which means that it's uh, accessible to the audience. Um, and it does contain, uh, of course, a lot of history and uh, a lot of stories. Um, that's important for people to, to read and to understand how people come to, um, to let's say, from, from the beginnings, how they come to performances and how it, how it actually evolved over the ages. It's nice to see some old artifacts, you know, like pe how people used to run in, in the past and, and what kind of equipment they used. And so that's quite nice. Um, but it's, um, it's actually also very important that uh, um, there's some um, top Czech athletes involved in this, and they involve the schools in it, So, which means that uh, the children get kind of classes and they learn um, they learn more about the continent uh, which they are supporting because they've made a program around it in which the schools each support a different continent. And so it's not just the sport itself, but it's also kind of um, um, geography, history that, they, that those kids learn. And, of course, sports, um, especially in a country like Czech Republic, because they have a big history in, in athletics, um, is something to... to um, to mediate all this knowledge. There are some great figures from athletics from Czech Republic, from Czechoslovakia, mm -hmm. when it was uh, combined as one country for sure. Um, yeah. the, the IWF heritage, the, the idea of that is something new that we're hearing about from the Federation. Can you talk a little bit more about what the IWF is trying to do with this, uh, with this activity? Yeah, it's, it's really to, to try to... Um, to bring the the uh, the audience actually to bring the sport out of the stadium to the audience, and of course this happened before when it was brought into um, into museum and and uh, in other places occasionally, but this is the the first time that they really bring it out really to the audience in a shopping mall. So it's for every everyone to see, and and we need to we need to promote athletics as a. Um, as now nowadays young young people youngsters especially they are uh, leading more sedentary lives they have many many um, things that they could do next to sporting um, so it, it, we must enthuse them and and this is by by bringing the history to them and enthusing them and showing and and bringing them even into into contact with their present day heroes because today there were four present-day heroes available from three from the Czech Republic and and one from uh, from Australia um, and that that should enthuse them and that should really make them um, well come to the stadium for a start go play sports themselves and really do a little study on, on the backgrounds getting more young people involved in athletics in sport in general is is really a big issue for the IAAF, isn't it? 
it, it's for all sports, but in IWF it's especially uh, important because it, it is a very traditional sport. Um, it's a very measurable sport, makes it more difficult for children to play because either you win or you lose and it's not like you're in a team and you, you go all together. So IWF is looking for different formats different formats to make the sport interesting again and make it uh, able to compete to to the sports that are more easily um, played by, by young, young people. I mean, the IWF on the big scale is, for example, talking about eliminating morning sessions at the World Championships is yeah. one way to make that event a better package for TV. But you're talking about other reforms, other changes at the grassroots level of the sport, perhaps, that would make op- open the doors to competition for young people. Yeah, yeah. So make it. Uh, I, I know young people are often more interested in playing a uh, a team game. So we're looking into formats like that, but that's for the real, real young ones. Um, and actually, two days ago, I was present in in my own country, um, and there we there was kind of a um, a competition between three sub uh, world level but still elite athletes who ran a 5,000 meter, and they were competing against teams of four people each that could run the same distance but make kind of a relay of it. So they didn't have to run all the 5,000, each of them, but as a team they ran that 5,000. That was actually exciting to watch. And and that was also for the people in the in the audience. That really was something else because they saw that the difference between an elite athlete and those, well, normal athletes from a club in my country um, competing at the same level, uh, but in a different format, each of them. But still, it was indeed interesting and, and exciting to watch. What are your thoughts about how to make athletics more attractive uh, to the TV audience? Indeed, shorter morning sessions are often, uh, uh, you mean, I mean, the, uh, the preliminaries and the heats and the, and the semifinals, etc. Semifinals, I should say, could, could be in, in, the, in the evening sessions too, because they're interesting, because they're really eliminatory sessions. Um, but really to make it shorter, to, to make it more concentrated, um, so, but also to make it um, more... Um, not too many things going on at the same time because it's it's usually difficult for people who don't know athletics and who sit in a stadium and there's five or six things going going on at the same time. They can't follow. So what we're trying to do is concentrate on one event and then make a quick change to another. And and so this is this is really the thing. And also different formats like the one I told you just now. Another format uh, which will be done here in the Continental Cup is that on the longer distances, middle and longer distances, um, there will be kind of runoffs um, after several rounds. The the one that is last uh, that is running uh, last of the pack will will have to step out. So there will be st- m- intermediate sprints just to make sure that you're not last. So that's going to be going to be much more exciting because we, it's not just the finish line of the whole race, but it's intermediate races. So those things should be more exciting. The uh, the IAAF has some institutional issues to deal with as it moves forward. Uh, one of them is what's going to happen with the Russian Federation, which is still suspended. Uh, everybody's still waiting for Russia to be deemed compliant with the World Anti-Doping uh, Code. 
where do you see this heading? How is this going to be resolved before Tokyo 2020? Oh, I hope so. I really hope um, because I, I don't think it's good that we should continue too long with uh, without uh, a major player in um, really really competing as as the country. Um, but there's still some some things to do for them. I know that the federation itself, athletics, have done quite a bit, and they're quite strict now on on. Uh, um, on their rules and and how they're being applied and and so they they are really on actually on a very good road to complying with what we ask. Their problem is that they can't help what what WADA are doing or what their own Rusada are doing. So um, I, I, we're waiting. Actually, I'm also waiting for the the latest reports of the task force, uh, which will come next month in uh, when we have a meeting again with the council. And so we will probably have a, uh, quite a good discussion there on the progress that has been made. The IWF wants Russia back in the competition fold without, without question, without reservations. Well, the reservations have been there and they should be lifted. And I think they're on a good way to lifting them, but it's not totally done. And one of the problems is that WADA, it's not in their hands. They cannot, they cannot do anything about it. So the reservations... Uh, we have to discuss again what they are and and how far they are with uh, making that progress to see where we can uh, have them back. Because it has never been a doubt that IWF wants them back, but IWF wants them back in, in a proper shape and, and without any of these things that happened in the past. You've been a member of the IWF Commission that's overseeing governance and reform of the Federation itself. What kind yeah. of changes uh, are, are being considered? And is, is this partially driven by the, uh, I guess, the aftermath of the, the presidency of uh, Lamine Diak uh, a few years ago? Yeah, we already made quite a few changes that, that were to really cope with those, uh, those well, times, I would say, in which uh, um, more or less, the, the president had too much power and was not. There were no checks and balances. So those changes have already been made. Um, we have a new constitution since the uh, first uh, of, of 2017, January 2017, and the next change of constitution will come uh, next year when there will be elections, because elections is a big part of the constitution. Um, so changes have already been made, and we've we've actually been quite strict on uh, on gifts, hospitalities, on the way the council is being constituted. Um, uh, we're trying to to do to do the uh, let's say uh, um, how, how shall I say it? It's, diversity is is an issue in in council. Um, but we're not, not ready yet because, because the scale of, of all the issues was quite quite huge, big. And what about concerns how the Athletics World Championships have been awarded to host cities? Um, yeah, yeah, good question. Um, recently, we've been discussing how we should go about in making more, uh, let's say, uh, instead of making it an open competition, a more guided competition, I don't know how to, to say that, but, um, of course, in the past it was kind of, okay, who bids? 
can put a bid and and then we will um, go through all the the movements of of uh, assessing those bids it's like the fifa are doing now uh, assessing the bids whether they are good enough whether they can really host a championship whether their plan is correct whether the budget is correct etc and then it was up to the council to decide who would who would be awarded um, but but we realize that if we want to really retain uh, athletics as a global sport, we have to bring it everywhere. We have to be everywhere. So we have to go to every continent um, at a certain, let's say, cycle. And so this is being considered now. And that would mean that... Uh, it's it's not let's say always the uh, the the strongest um, the strongest bit or the strongest the one who puts in most money that will win. But sometimes it could be just because we need to be somewhere that we that we will go somewhere and we'll make it happen there. Are you comfortable having it next year in 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 Qatar? Uh, we personally, I've never been very comfortable with the idea that it's going to be soaring hot. Um, but um, well, we have to cope with that, and uh, and they're making amendments to the the time schedule to to make sure that it's uh, that it's going to be doable, feasible, and that it's not affecting the health of the athletes. Um, of course, Qatar are quite um, powerful, wealthy, I would say, so they can they can arrange for a lot of things. Um, what they need to do is to spread the. Uh, the, the the appetite for athletics, appetite for sport, more broadly, and and this is a challenge that they have because they have their neighbors are may may not be coming, um, and and we'll have to see whether they, they are able to fill the stadium. And in the United States, we'll host the 2021 World Championships. For many years, there's been great anticipation about one World Championships in athletics would come back to the United States. Mm -hmm. Finally, they are, but uh, still under a cloud following the selection process that was used to select uh, Qatar and Eugene, Oregon as the 19 and 21 hosts. Happy you're coming to the United States, even with any any cloud of suspicion about how it was chosen? Yeah, let, if you put that aside, um, of course, I, I have been one of the, the people voting and... Uh, and I know that in the end uh, we voted all regularly, so it, there was no no let's say <laughs> I, I wouldn't say anything anything about bribing or whatever. I, you don't been, believe it was a uh, manipulated vote, but the manipulation may have been before from the side of the pre the previous president. Yeah, okay. and we don't know that it's being investigated. And unfortunately, in, the, in those things, we are not allowed to know anything until the uh, the investigative committee comes up with a, a result of their investigation. But the idea of having the athletics championships in the United States is oh, a big move, great, great move yeah, for you. I think we have to be there. We have to be there once, no doubt. I mean, if you can go all over the world, you definitely need to include the United yeah. States as one of the stops there. Yeah, sure. Sure, we do. Uh, 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 finally here, you, you mentioned diversity in the in the governance and the leadership of the IAAF, uh, you are unfortunately still a rarity, a, a woman playing a leading role in a major sport federation. How do you increase yeah. that? How do you increase your the numbers of of women? Well, we're actually going with quota, so we'll 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 raise the quota 
from next year onward to 23 when the, the, the next elections are. So 2019, 23, 27. And 27, we want to be at, a, at full equality, so at 50% 50, 50 level for both genders. Um, so that's one thing. But another diversity issue, I would say, is also the um, to, to raise the level of professional level, uh, professionalism. We have to um, to look around, and if we if we're lacking, you were just talking about um, my career as a scientist. Um, of course, having been a scientist, especially physicist and, and, and mathematician, you you're kind of good in analyzing things and playing with figures and uh, etc. Um, but we may be lacking out of the elections, we may be lacking people with other specific skills that are needed to to run IWF more uh, in a way that, that companies are being run. So what we said is we, we should be allowed to add people from outside, outside of the elections, to increase that level and to to get a better uh, a better level of uh, of governance and um, and whether and, and also there we said it should be uh, based on equality. So I think we're, we're really trying to make a uh, steps forward. We need to drive it. Sylvia Barlag, thank you very much for joining us on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. My pleasure. I'm Ed Hula. Thanks for joining us. Your best source of news about the Olympics is AroundTheRings.com. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>